Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. Sometimes a game just doesn't quite live up to all the hype leading up to that game. But that was most definitely not the case for Super Bowl 57. It was, plain and simple, football the way it ought to be. Two great teams leaving it all out on the field. Whatever they had, they left it there on the gridiron. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And you've heard me say this before, folks. I will say it again. You know, sometimes when you're all disappointed when it's not your team in the big game. I don't care if it's the Super Bowl, the World Series, Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, soccer, whatever it is. You want your team to be in. But the benefit, if there's a benefit of not having your team in the big game, it's that you could just sit back, watch, and enjoy without feeling car sickness, without feeling like you're on a roller coaster someplace, without feeling like you're going peaks and valleys and up and down and in and out and you want to sit on a ledge or jump off a building. It's none of that. And Super Bowl 57 was every bit of that for me. Every bit of that for me. So many times, in so many cases, a game does not live up to the, to the hype, the billing, whatever you want to call it. This, to me, I don't know if the word is exceeded expectations. Maybe that's not fair because I expected a great game. If you folks recall, I called for a, um, a Kansas City win by the score of 31-24. Okay, it was a little higher. It was 38-35. And you had overtime staring you in the face until the Chiefs pulled it out with the game-winning field goal with 38, excuse me, with eight seconds to go. But, I mean, you're talking about two terrific, terrific football teams. They were both number one seeds, uh, two not good quarterbacks, two Great quarterbacks, great quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes now has, uh, you know, two Super Bowl victories in the last four years. I mean, you know, 27 years old, the guy is the real deal. Then on the flip side, you have Jalen Hurts. I mean, this kid, what was he, 23, 23, 24, 24? Just sensational. Just sensational. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I mean, for crying out loud, he was 27 to 38, 300 plus yards, 304, I think, to be exact. He had 70 yards rushing. He rushed for three touchdowns. But, you know, I'm not here to talk about statistics. Mahomes, listen, uh, I was wondering what was going to be. You know, the Chiefs are down 24-14 at the end of the first half. I'm like, woo. And the Eagles looked like they were rolling. 
But Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And on his bum ankle and all, and listen, that was not acting. That was not Robert De Niro or Marlon Brando acting. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, late in that first half, was in a lot, a lot of pain. You could see him wincing, grimacing. But, man, he came out in the second half and led his team to victory. It just, to me, I just, I enjoy it when it's about football and nothing else. And and, and to me, it was almost a relief for me of the past couple of weeks. And I'll, I'll get into that later. But for all of you faithful listeners of mine and viewers, um, you know, I mean, I had to deal with the drama of what was going on with the Brooklyn Nets. And I, like, I, like I say, I'll get into that. But this was just such a relief that this was not about drama. This was not about soap opera crap. That was This was about old-fashioned sports. Just old-fashioned sports. Rock'em, sock'em, exciting football. You know, many, many times, and, and I, I prevented myself. I said, I'm not going to do it this year. The, the one thing that I can do away with on Super Bowl Sunday is all the nonsense leading up to the game. And for crying out loud, you got a 6.30 game. The coverage starts in the morning. And it goes on, quite frankly, ad nauseum. I mean, you know, I, I love some of the things that I get to see. Uh, I, I love some of the poignant stuff. I mean, I loved seeing, uh, I thought uh, Michael Strahan's interview with uh, DeMar Hamlin was wonderful. You, 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 really, you really could feel what DeMar Hamlin, you know, who almost died on the field in Cincinnati um, of the Buffalo Bills, you could feel what he was going through as he was talking about it, you know, with his, his pregnant pauses and, you know, I'd rather not get into it. I mean, some of that stuff is great to see. There was another story about a young man with um, Down syndrome who had to deal with uh, a liver and heart transplant. There was some very poignant stuff. But some of the other stuff, I mean, my goodness. I mean, at this juncture, getting into the game, enough with the X's and O's and with this guy and that guy and trying to entertain. You know what? You're not entertaining for like eight hours leading up to the game. You know, I'm sorry. I'm not a TV critic, not a movie critic, but for crying out loud. I mean, if the game is at 6.30, I'm sorry. You don't need pregame shows to start before 2.30. I mean, I would think four hours is enough. It's just, you know, it's too much, too much, too much. But fortunately for all parties concerned, everything lived up. Again, I I don't know if I should say it exceeded expectations, but this was just a fabulous football game. Now, I know the people of Philadelphia are bummed out, pissed off, whatever. Um, You know, it just, I like it when it's football. I like it when it's sports. I like it when it's just the guys are doing what what they're supposed to do. There was, you know... 
a, a couple of calls I may have agreed with, may not have agreed with, but to me there was nothing glaring. There was nothing glaring terribly wrong. Um, I thought it was a well-played game, and for the most part I thought it was a pretty well-officiated game. You know, some of the things that we want to get pissed off about when it's our team, you know, and, and I say this not just about football. I say it, you know, in baseball too. You know, when you have to look at a play five, six, seven different ways to get it right, remember, the officials are looking at that with the naked eye when they're making those calls. So if you and me and the officials need to look at it five or six every which way to make sure it's the right way, it ain't the easiest thing to do in the world. Now, one thing I I definitely want to mention, former Giant, and I'm going to say this right here and now because I'll bet you as sure as we're sitting here talking to each other, folks, as sure as I'm here, somebody is going to write about or talk about how the Giants screwed up by letting Kadarius Tony go. Okay? And I'm here to say that is a bunch of crap. Nobody screwed up. Okay? Nobody screwed up. Kadarius Tony. He scores a touchdown in the game. What's a, I think it was a five-yard five touchdown pass from Mahomes, which gave them their first lead to make it 28-27. Well, the extra point made it 28-27. Then he had a record-setting 65-yard punt return, which was just riveting to watch. And people could be... I, I know it. Sure as I'm sitting here, and you guys, late guys and gals, know it too. People are going to say, "Whoa, that that goes to show you that was a mistake letting Kadarius Tony go." Listen, I've said it. I will say it again. I like Kadarius Tony. Now I shouldn't say it in the past tense. I do like Kadarius Tony. You know, he goes by the n- name of Young Joker. That that's in his uh, rapping business because he's a rapper as well. And I used to kid with him. I used to call him Young young Joker when he was here. But I've interviewed him. I used to BS with him and talk with him in the locker room. I thought he was a good kid. And because I thought he was a good kid, that's what used to frustrate me. Because you're a good kid. Why weren't you doing what you were supposed to be doing? Why weren't you going... Getting your doing your rehab assignments when you were supposed to be there on time, doing it, not skipping it. And why would if this was always hurting you, and that was always hurting you, even when you had MRIs, nothing was show, everything was fine, but you weren't fine. And that was the deal with Kadarius Tony. Now listen, you're talking about an organization. You just have Brian Dable win Coach of the Year. Coach of the year in the NFL, and, and he's—I he, think he's won the award. You know, there's different groups that give out the award. I think he's won it three or four times, but he just won the big one. And you know, and he's—he's a, he's a player's coach. 
He relates well to the players. They gave Kadarius every chance. It wasn't working out. So he got a chance. And I could see him getting a chance with the Kansas City Chiefs because he wasn't going to some rum-dum team. He was going to a team that's really thriving with a great coach and a great young quarterback and a great organization. So they weren't going to put up with his crap. He was going to either have to shape up or ship out. So he shaped up in Kansas City. I wish him well, but I don't want to hear any nonsense coming the next few days because it, it would be a bunch of crap. Kadarius Tony is a very extremely talented young man. You could see it. That's why he was drafted. That's why he was drafted by the Giants. They knew it. And we saw glimpses of it in his first year. But it was just glimpses because it was hard keeping him on the field and the same thing happened, you know, the past season. So that's why they subsequently traded him. That's that and that's the end of that. But I'm just telling you now, folks, don't buy any of this business if it gets out there. Oh, that was a giant blunder. That was this and that. He's a chief now. He's a Super Bowl champion. God bless him. But man, oh man, Patrick Mahomes, you, you know, now what they're all already talking about, can he catch Tom Brady? Can he do this? You know, now he's got two Super Bowls. Look, just go out and be Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady's got seven Super Bowls, six with the Patriots, one with Tampa, with the Buccaneers. I mean, Mahomes is five away. We don't know what's going to happen. You want to call him the greatest right now? I'm not going to argue that. I don't think there's anybody better than him right now. And he's got the hardware to prove it. He's a terrific young quarterback. But these comparisons, you know, I love it. You know, it, it was like, hey, you remember? Tiger Woods was automatic that he was going to pass um, Jack Nicklaus. That hasn't quite worked out. All Patrick Mahomes has to do is continue being and playing like Patrick Mahomes plays. What a gritty, tough SOB this kid is, huh? On that bum leg? On, on that bum leg in the AFC Championship game when he had to hustle his ass off to make a first down, he did it. And how about that big run? What, what was it, like, like 26 yards in this one? Just a tremendous, you know, that's what you call leadership. You know, th th you have all these you talk about intangibles that you want to see in, a, in an athlete, in a player. He's got them all. He can make something out of nothing. He, he can run. He can throw. He can think. And he can lead. You know, leadership to me, that's something that you can't teach. Either you got it or you don't got it. <laughs> Either you got it or you don't got it. And don't tell me it's bad English. I know what I'm saying. 
but he is, I mean, I mean Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. I, I don't know really what else to say about the game. I mean, I, it just was enjoyable in every way. Enjoyable in every way. Uh, the Chiefs are the champs. And, y- you know, you look at a guy, I mean, I'm looking at a guy like um, Andy Reid. You know, how about for all the years we used to hear about Andy Reid, can't win the big one, can't win the big one. Well, now he's won two of them. And I don't think he's done yet as long as he's staying with the Chiefs and he's got a quarterback by the name of Patrick Mahomes. It's funny how things work out. You know? So, uh, congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the whole uh, uh, Chiefs organization. Now, I'm going to say one thing, though, which I don't lose sleep over it, and I'm not saying this to create anything, but I've always thought it was silly, not just about Patrick Mahomes, but I, I find it... It's silly, and I know we're living in this world uh, of wokeness and how much diversity counts and all this business. But all I kept hearing about was that it's the first time, you know, two black quarterbacks are starting in the Super Bowl. Two black quarterbacks are starting in the Super Bowl. And again, I'm not looking to create something. I'm just, I'm talking like it is. And I understand the the importance, and, and you know, uh, listen. I remember when Doug Williams was the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl when he won it for not the Commanders; they were the Washington Redskins at the time. But they talk about the two black quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl. Well, Jalen Hurts, yes, but Patrick Mahomes has a black father and a white mother. Just like Derek Jeter has a black father and a white mom. How come they're black? How come they're termed black and not termed biracial? I I find it silly. They are what they are. I I mean, Patrick Mahomes has said it himself. He's proud to have a black dad and a white mom. And I know Derek Jeter is the same way. But nonetheless, where does it say in his lineage that he's more black than white or more white than black? If you're biracial, you're biracial. That's what it is. Again, I get the whole diversity thing. I I know the times that we are living here in, in 2023. But, you know, I was hearing so much about the historical perspective of two black quarterbacks. Well, no, Jalen Hurts is black. And Patrick Mahomes, from the day he was born to where he is now, 27 years later, is biracial. Who's to say he's more black than white or more white than black? And I'm not saying it just because it's, I mean, I'm saying it because this is what's been spoken about, but I always, I always hear that. Well, the, 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 what, when did they decide that now this individual is black or this individual is African-American? 
Believe me, folks, I'm not saying it because I feel slighted being a white person. I just find it is what it is. So let's talk about it for being what it is. All right. Again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm not going to sit here and dwell on um, the Brooklyn Nets, okay? Uh, that story is not done yet. But what, what is done is that the big three are now all bye-bye, so long, farewell. First it was Harden, then it was Irving, and then it was KD, uh, Kevin Durant. And, you know, James Harden came in uh, to town on Saturday night to face the Brooklyn Nets. And his 76ers beat the Nets, what was it, 101 to 98. Good game. And and listen, the Nets are playing with, they had a, like a brand new team. Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. They got a, you know, a brand new team. They put that team against the Sixers without even a practice. And, and they're going to be a fun team to watch. They're going to be a fun team to watch on, yes. They really will be. Now, I'm not saying they're winning any, any championships, but I do think that they can make the playoffs. I think they're a very deep team now. They're going to play their asses off on defense. They have a tremendous amount of depth. What they don't have is a big superstar, and it is a superstars league. But let me tell you about superstars. So James Harden, you know, he was asked, he says, well, the reason he left, you know, there was a lot of dysfunction. And now fast forward to today, he says, I don't look like the crazy one, which, you know, I don't know if that was a shot at Kyrie Irving, certainly sounds like that. But look at the big three. And, and, and I kind of touched on this last week. I'll say it again. When the hell, where's the responsibility when you're a star player to show your leadership? L- let's look at those three superstars. And each one of them, Harden, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, all three, no one's going to argue the fact whether you love them or hate them or despise them, or like them. No one's going to deny the fact each one of those three are superstars. But let's look at Kyrie Irving. He's played for Cleveland. He's played for Boston. He's played for the Nets. And now he's played for the Mavs. That's four teams. Let's look at Kevin Durant. He's played for um, the Thunder. Okay, see, he's played for Golden State. He's played for the Nets. And now the Phoenix Suns. And now let's look at James Harden. OKC, Houston, the Nets, and now the Philadelphia 76ers. Those are three superstars. Three bona fide superstars. And between the three of them, they've played on 12 teams. Four each. Why are superstars playing on four teams? What's wrong? Because something's wrong someplace. And you you heard me say about um, 
Kyrie Irving that he's incapable of looking in the mirror and self-assessing himself. I'll say that about these other guys. I don't think they're like Kyrie. I don't think anybody's like Kyrie. I mean, I think the guy's out to lunch. Selfish. You know, he calls himself a team guy. He's the last farthest thing from being a team guy. But where's the responsibility? The team brings three guys in giving you a fortune of money, mega contracts, all that, and you just want to lead. Where's your leadership? Where's your responsibility to an organization? Where's like some respect for people who are, they're mortgaging their future, their team to you? All, All three of those guys, all three of them, and that's what's wrong with the NBA, but all three of those guys, there's no responsibility, no looking in the mirror. They're responsible for getting coaches fired. They're responsible for disrupting a team. I'm glad they're all gone. I'm glad they're all gone. Let me play with guys that want to play. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to miss Kevin Durant because when he's on the court, he is something to behold. But if you don't want to really be a leader, and I got to worry every two minutes, you, you know, he, Kevin Durant was full of crap. He wanted, he didn't, he wanted to get traded. Then he didn't want to get traded. Okay. Then he, then you could tell he was planning to to ask out. And when you think about Kyrie Irving, he he didn't like it here. He felt disrespected, the crap that he was coming out with. He felt disrespected. Well, if you felt disrespected, how come you opted in prior to this season? I mean, they're all full of crap, and they think the public, we're the morons. Or they think fans and media and social media, everybody's too harsh. You know what, guys? You make your own bed, sleep in it. I'm glad you're all gone. Now the Nets can play basketball. They can concentrate on playing basketball and not some some half-assed soap opera. That That's what was happening at Barclays. Now it's about basketball with guys who want to be here and a coach who can rally his group. I, I think, listen, I'm the first one, I'll be the first one to say it. I think it's it's better for the Nets and it's better for Yes. And I'm part of the Yes family now. But, you know, now Yes can, the people can get up knowing what they're going to put on, on TV every time the Nets are on is a group of guys who care about playing and winning together. And it's not as the world term, turns or general hospital. It's not a soap opera. It's a story about a basketball team and guys who want to win and win together. And that is that. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook, and you can also always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because, as I tell you each and every week, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody here 
to be talking to. And ditto, the same thing goes for uh, get a load of this on uh, the Yes app. As I tell you each and every week, please download, please tell your friends and family to do the same so you too can watch my video podcast on get a load of this on the Yes app. All right? So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Congratulations to the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, winners of Super Bowl 57. And I will speak to you nice people next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.